this week on Two Bears, One Cave. Do I look drunk right now? Change that for 20, Rick. Here we go. This is your place, woman. Make me kush kush. Or whatever. Because someone's going to do like just... Ah, fuck! It was the chair. You scared it was the, the shit. It scared the shit out of me. I was in the chair. Sincerely, let me kill this so I can get rid of these fucking tears. 100%. Tears. This episode is brought to you by Sattva. S-A-A-T-V-A dot com slash the shit. Use that URL and you will get $200 off any mattress of your choice. Why Sattva? Because when you go to a store and you look at their top of the line mattresses, they charge you 10 times the price because they're covering their rent, their commissions for their salespeople, their drug habits. They're doing bad, awful things and they're not good people at the other mattress companies. Safa, on the other hand, wonderful people. And they pass on all their savings by not having so many storefronts and not having to pay commissions. They pass those savings on to you. Get a luxury firm mattress, get a lumen leaf mattress, get a solar mattress. They're all great. You can't go wrong. You get a high quality mattress. It's environmentally friendly and award-winning customer support all by going to Sattva, S-A-A-T-V-A.com slash the shit and get $200 off any mattress of your choice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the show. Ein Bebas, please. So, what an aggressive fucking language. It's super aggressive. Really, right? Yeah. Like, I bet, what do you think? You think what's more aggressive to hear? It just as like a. Arabic? No, 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 no. You, me and you are natives. <laughs> on, the, on the soil. Okay. On our, on our native soil, we are in loincloths. Our beautiful wives are behind us. Our skins are olive brown. Wait, describe and, our wives in this scenario. Oh, Bahoro. But not the ones we have, right? <laughs> don't worry. I wasn't giving us those okay. ones. All right. Your wife uh, has has black locks of hair mm. that look like they've had a conditioner in them, but it's just the way the salt dries in her hair. She's beautiful, very small nose, big lips, uh, bright green eyes. Whoa. Her tits are perfect, not too big, not too big, big but just ass. perfect. And she's got a big ass. My wife's my height. She's as tall as me. Her hair is wow. jet black straight and it's hanging, covering her breasts. And they're a little bigger than they should be. Mm. And later in life, they'll get hanging low. But right now they're perfect. And they don't speak English? They don't, we don't either. Okay, great. We all speak our thing. And our language is a beautiful tongue. Okay. It's like this. That's how we talk, right? Okay, yeah. Now we see a boat full of a different people coming at us. Yeah. Let's rank the okay. let's rank the scariest languages to hear coming at us, okay? Okay. Because if it's a boat full of Germans, it's like Sandra, Swali, Slade, Shalan. Yeah, yeah. Or Japanese people. And now, okay. Now Senaka. Uh, yeah, okay. Or well, the most popular one was either white or Spanish. So give me some oh, aggressive Spanish. Those are your Um 
That's nice to meet you. My name's Tom. And what? Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are, you speaking, are we supposed to speak the real language? I'm making it um, up. Well, yeah, I, I knew that. Okay. I wasn't like, oh, Bert just fucking spit out some <laughs> top tier German. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was sharing the fucking one of the six things I can say okay, in Japanese. Okay, okay, um, okay. Uh, sushi! No, but, but <laughs> yeah, that is. Okay, that's it. Yeah, okay. Isn't it crazy, too, that that's how they say it? <laughs> Yeah, you can actually go to Japan and go sushi, and they'll yeah. be like, "I know what he wants." Samura. <laughs> yeah, um, and then okay, and then English and Spanish were two of the most popular ones. Yeah, but for a grass, because like Spanish, and that's English, what I'm saying though. The Spanish, like that's why the Spaniards were allowed to run amok. Mira estos, mira estos no. maricones, el gordo por ahí, el otro que se medio gordo también, no tienen pelo, los vamos a matar, vamos a cortar sus sus estómagos a ver que si es lleno de pingas porque obviamente son rosquetes. Okay, okay so they're okay. saying all that. Okay. All right, and then I'll do. That's I'll very. Do. That was very homophobic. I just want to apologize. <laughs> okay, and then uh, it was just an example of like a, a conquistador showing up. Okay, I'll do. Uh, I'll do. Um, James Cook. Okay. Okay. So, all right, boys. Looks like we could take these two and fuck the women. Nice. I'll take the one on the left. You take the one on the right. No one with chlamydia gets off the boat. Okay. And so those are the voices you hear. And and then you have to do... No, Jews didn't conquer anybody. That was not Hebrew. What was that? Oh, Muslim. Well, Arabic. Arabic, yeah. 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 But that, I, I don't think they conquered anyone either. They were Arabs? Like, yeah, they were really docile. No. No, as a matter of fact, Dude. as a matter of fact, check it out, Google it. The Muslims and Arabs got conquered Spain. by the Portuguese. No, but, but the, the Portuguese... Arab the Arabs went into Spain and they actually completely dominated Spain oh, for later a couple life, hundred later, years. Later, but that was by foot. What? Into Central Asia and Africa invading the countries they passed. The Salem. Yeah, well, how about Arabs conquering Spain? Because that is. Okay. I'll take, I'll take Arabs. I'll take Arabs. In, se in seven years, they conquered them in the Iberian Peninsula. But That's that entire region. Yeah, but look when the look when fucking oh seven eleven. Wow. Yeah, and when did the Muslim rule declined? Oh wow, they did it for a while. <laughs> fucking. Oh, they've been doing this for a long 700 time. Seven huh? hundred years. Yeah. I thought, man, I want to apologize to all the <laughs> Muslims. I thought you guys were the victims. I mean, yeah. swear to God, I swear to God, I thought, I thought, I'm being dead serious right now. I thought Muslims was a docile group of people that lived on the coast of Africa and they were chill as fuck and they saw boats and they were like, hey, have you here. talked to a fucking Jaybird about that in a while? <laughs> Those, we're getting into creepy territory. <laughs> Time for. <laughs> How do you do this? I don't know. Are you thinking it's gonna like a button? It's a bell. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just like waiting for it to go. Jews for a hundred. Okay. <laughs> How uh, much booze is in this, Ryan? It's a bell, right? I uh, don't. Jews for a hundred. I'll take Muslims for twenty, Rick. Okay, which 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 group of people? Wait, which would you be the most terrified to hear of uh, those Germans? That, that, that Germans or Japanese are the, my two scariest. Like the the way the language comes out when they're angry or panicky. It's super aggressive. Super aggressive. Also, there's something about, not, I mean, not like we understand any of the other languages, but something about being like, you have really no, like it's so aggressive and you have no fucking idea. No fucking idea. And, and it happens. It's, everything's happening quick around you. 
And then you said, we said to our wives, and that means get to the trees. Get to the trees. Get to the trees. Tell the others, white men come and they bring pesticides. Yeah. Pesticides. Well, not pesticides, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be able to grow I'll crops. I'll take smallpox for 100. Yeah. Um, viruses? Viruses. Hey, uh, hey guys, the Two Bears, One Cave, Burke Kreischer here. We're going to have a drink. And for all you internet sleuths who think Joe Rogan's talking about me in that fucking clip, no, it's not me, you motherfuckers. He's got a clip out there that he's like, I drank with a friend and it got sad. And I just was like, I couldn't even look at him the same way. And everyone's in the comments is like, it's Bert. It's Bert. Yeah. Do you think Joe Rogan has ever bit his tongue to talk about my lifestyle and mention my name? Do you think Joe Rogan has ever been like, I have a friend who's fat as fucking shit and says he can do everything. I'm not going to tell you what his name is. <laughs> it's not me. And for the record, I know that because Joe called me. Wait, you are the guy in the second scenario. In the second scenario, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but in the one. In the first scenario, the day it happened, he called me personally and was like, hey, man, we need to have a talk talk and he talked about that person because yeah. we're both friends with that person and and so I, it, it's so it bummed me out because i started getting it sent to me and i was like oh yeah i'm worried about him too and then I, they're like i'm like wait it's not me like i'm fucking do i look drunk right now change that for 20 rick here we go all right let's have a little tequila Tequila's nice uh, it does ring yeah it does you got that right i guess we'll have a little tequila Oh, the littlest amount of tequila there is. Oh. Guess we're not drinking today. But this one has more. Has less. And this one's No, this one has more. Yeah, but that's not enough for the thing. What's the not, thing? What are we gonna have a fucking Well uh, why don't you kill that real quick? We, it's Tom? Yeah. It's killed. Okay, but have a sip. No, because here's the deal. I don't want to put the head of my dick in and not fuck, okay? We either fuck or we fuck. And if I just get the head of my dick wet and then you're like, you know what? I have a boyfriend and I shouldn't be doing this without a condom and we don't have a condom. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. okay well, well, guess what? I'm going to come anyway. Can someone, so, can someone please find something to drink in this fucking dry dude, goddamn Christian fucking that's county? That's plenty for you. What do you think? Load me up. Ooh, that was fucking really good. What's the sugar You're killing this, Ryan. There. Come on. That's a fucking drink. Whatever. Yeah, that was crazy. It's it's crazy when internet sleuths like hitch like think they've done the math. Yeah, I know who he's talking about. Oh, that's you know what the funniest one. I have to say this just when and I'm not gonna say what it is, but when I had uh, Huberman on. Yeah. Oh my god. We, we oh cut, my god. Huberman. I meant to talk about him last night. Keep going. No, he's so great. And oh, that's what I'm not. What I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, I'm we joking. cut. Okay, we cut out a joke. And I, I got so many people be like, I know what the joke is. And I'm like, really? And can I tell you that not one person has even come into the fucking stratosphere yeah. of what the joke was? And then I see people go like, oh, that's like, I saw comments are like, yep, that's definitely what I'm like. Oh, but they just assume that they know. And I'm like, oh, thankfully, nobody actually knows. I, I've done that. I've done that, too. Yeah, where where you listen? I listen, I listen to podcasts. Yeah, but I the my, my lucky thing is I know all of them, so I'll be like hit them up. Who the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, yeah. oh, it's not who. You, it's never who you think. It's always yeah. Like, no, it's never who you think. We You're used right. to so on um so on my podcast. Anytime I said the name Neil Brennan, I bleeped out his name. I just bleeped out his name. Why? Just for fun. Oh, just for fucking shits and giggles to make, make a, me giggle. Yeah. So I just bleep out his name anytime I say Neil Brennan, and we have one episode where uh. We were, I, I think somehow the 
someone, uh, oh, Cypher Sound said the N-word. But he can because he's fucking in hip-hop. He's part of the culture. And he said the N-word, but like in the way, like you would, casually. Good to know. And okay. so, no, but you can say it if you're Puerto <laughs> yeah. Rican and Dominican. And there's certain rules, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't say it. <laughs> and so, and so, so he says it, and I said, bleep it out. And then, and then Big J goes, oh, did he say Neil Brennan? And then they bleeped that out. And then there was an overlap of people didn't know when we were saying the, they thought we were saying the N-word when we were just using Neil Brennan's name as the right. N-word. And we already established that you say the N-word when there's nobody around. No, 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 no that's not the fucking truth. When, there, when there's nobody around, yes. When yeah, there's yeah, nobody yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my car if I'm singing. In the shower. And not in yeah. the shower. Oh. I love it when I'm cleaning up. In the shower? Up, you know? Wait, yeah. how would I use it in the shower? Just, you know, today's going to be a great day. There's not going to be. <laughs> no, so, but there was an overlap where it was where they started saying Neil Brennan's name instead where it would be confusing of whether or not they were saying they were but it was, it was all funny. bleeped out it was very funny but i had to go to neil brennan and be like yo just so you know we're saying your name throughout this episode uh-huh. and, it, and so i lost my little fun game where i got to say i said i've been saying neil brennan's name bleeping it out for nine years now are you being serious yeah it's my it's like a what little, did he think he must have thought it was fun he never knew it was him because no never of course it but the, he liked it he laughed he laughed hysterically he was like shut up but it was so big j was so good at he's such a good improver yeah big j looks fucking good he is but that's why he's also like the best crowd work guy i've ever seen he is he is so fucking quick yeah isla oh what nothing Isla, Isla's in love with Big J. Really? She's in love with Big J. I'm going to tell this story. Hopefully Big J is cool with it. So Isla is in love with Big J. And she says, does he have a girlfriend? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, he does. Christine, she's awesome. Yeah. And she goes, cool. She looks at me real serious. She goes, does he cheat? And I go, no. And then Leanne says very casually, wait, I think he's in an open relationship. I go, I don't know that. I go, they, they may be, I don't know that. And Isla goes, what's an open relationship? And I go, that's when... They know you can hook up with other people, and so they let you hook up with whoever you want. And but usually it's together, like when you're a team. But I don't know; it's really confusing. Mom and I aren't in an open relationship, and I and I go and I can't say that for Big J, so I don't know. But yeah, he's got a girlfriend, Christine. Isla loves Big J, so Big J calls me the other day. He's like, "What's up?" I said, "Nothing." I said, "Just so you know, Isla was just she was just talking about him because Slipknot was coming on. Corey Taylor was coming on my podcast, yeah. and." Isla got hooked up with Corey through Big J. She was so excited. And she goes, let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. So I grabbed the phone. I give her time. And Isla goes, what's up, Mr. Open Relationship? And Christine is with him. And she goes, how many people did you fuck on the road? And Jay goes, nobody, nobody, nobody. I grabbed the phone. I go, I'm so sorry, Jay. I'm so sorry. Isla goes, was I not supposed to say that? And I go, no, that was mom guessing he was in an open relationship because he's on Legion of Skanks and she thinks all of them are fucking dogs. Ah, yeah. And also the cute thing about that is that she's saying that took in a way to be like, right like yeah. maybe me one day like no 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 yeah, yeah. she does she's she, flirting she dresses that was flirting i don't know huh? yes not with isla. come on this is not that kid this is not that kid but she does dress identically to big j yeah thank you motherfucker what is that this is this oh. here's the problem with vodkas these days what's that i don't know like, I don't like. I like. A I'm not. Fucking, I'm not shitting on this vodka, and I'm. I'm sorry if I. If you. That's a not a cool thing for me to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a cool vodka. That's not cool. Uh, I like all vodkas. I like all booze. But like, 
certain bottles welcome me, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm fucking breaking that now. But like, um, I don't know. I don't know. The Jewel of Russia Ultra. It's a great vodka. We'll try it out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't say What's shit. What's the other one? Casa or no? Casa Donkeys. Okay, this name is too long. You're one of the people. What does okay. that say? How would you yell that to the top of Machu Picchu? Yeah, I don't know. Zolis Quintel. What? Is it racist if I tell the race I'm that I'm talking to what I don't like about their race? No. Okay. Here's what I hate about Peruvians. Okay. Do you know you guys lost Machu Picchu twice? Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. BlueNile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Twice? Like, possibly three times. You know you lost Machu Picchu, right? I know about how Because when, you guys didn't do the fucking gardening, you lost Machu Picchu. I don't know that that's the correct... It's true. It's true. I know when... It, it's true. When Pizarro came... Uh, the fucking white guy. The Spaniard, yeah. Yeah, he finally... Like, here's the problem with Machu Picchu. That so, was wild, because they killed, like, 80,000... Incas with like 80 people. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know what's cool about Machu Picchu? So like when the Spaniards first tried to fucking kill the Incas or whatever, mm -hmm. the, all the Incas ran up to Machu Picchu and hit and got up there. And it was, the altitude was so high, you could, they couldn't, the Spaniards couldn't acclimate. Yeah. So they were just like, fuck, what do we do? And so they just left them alone. Mm -hmm. Here's what's crazy. That whole colony dies. The whole group of people die up in Machu Picchu. And then 
shrubs grow over the steps they made to get to Machu Picchu. Shrubs grow over. One day, farmer, probably like, I'm, I'm going to guess 1920, maybe not 1920. Mm. One day, it, a farmer is doing his yard work, right, cleaning up his hedges, and he sees a set of steps, right? And he's like, what the fuck are these? And what year are we talking about? Uh, what year was Machu Picchu discovered? It well, was recently. It was like, I'm going to say 1890. 1890. Yeah, I'm gonna. It was recently founded. 1450. That sounds okay. I'll take it. Wait, so, when did when did Pisado arrive? That had to have been the 1500s, right? Francisco Pisado lands or goes there, or the you know the Spaniards, the fucking. Uh, what's the uh, in the stat? This uh, well, anyway, let me finish my story. When did Spics get there? <laughs> So here's the story. Jesus Christ. So he's he's cleaning up bushes and he finds a set of steps, right? But you're talking about this is well after the con the conquest or no? Oh well, this is well after. Oh, okay, okay. They, they, this is when they rediscovered Machu Picchu. Well, so it, was, it wasn't it. that an English guy that did that. It was an English guy that did it. But a, a, a Peruvian dude is cleaning up the bushes. That's not that's not what, what I'm talking about. They lose Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu disappears. Every, no one no one finds it. Knows knows anything about it. Okay. And then one day. Peruvian dude's doing his yard work, and he finds a set of steps on his land. Mm -hmm. and, and then he starts walking up them, and he's like, fuck. It takes him to Machu Picchu. And he's like, fuck, that's crazy. Goes back down and doesn't tell anyone about it. Really? Just goes, that's crazy. It's in my backyard. Wow, that's wild, right? Maybe he tells like 10 people at a bar. And he's yeah. like, oh, hey, you're never going to believe what I found, though. And so, and so, then, so then white dude shows up. And he's like, hey, what's cool about this place? And they're in that same bar, and the guy's like, hey, I ever tell you about those steps? Everyone's like, what steps? He's like, the steps to Machu Picchu. And they're like, huh? Then the white dude comes up, climbs up it. By the way, I don't even think he goes up to the top. He just goes up halfway. And he's like, this is cool as fuck, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just goes to see the walls. He's like, wow, walls, that's crazy. I'm going to do a couple drawings, go home and tell everyone about it. Then it gets lost again. Then they come back. One guy climbs to the top and is like, what the fuck is this? It is a what the fuck experience. I've never been. I've never, I want to go so bad. Nah, now that I've said all this about Peruvians, I, I'll go in with disguise, but I want to go so bad. Yeah, I've been three times, and it's really? fucking every time you're like. What's the altitude? I don't remember. I know that when you get to Cusco, which is like where you take a train from there to, to the bottom of Machu Picchu and you go up, that's also, there's a day, there's like, they always recommend a day at least of acclimation. It's a, yeah, it's 8,000 feet. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. That's like uh, yeah, that's but like, look, uh, it's like Red Rocks, October fourth. Cusco is at over ten thousand feet. So that's what you do is you get to Cusco and you get like headaches. Ten, Cusco, well, that's like the day after my show at Red Rocks. I'll be in Vail at ten thousand feet. Is that ten thousand feet? Yeah, Vail's at ten thousand. Is it really? I'm doing Vail with the uh, Cypher Sounds. Yeah, really doing it together? Yeah, I was gonna bring Big J and Dan Soder because they're doing Red Rocks with me, but. I just, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Me and Cy Cypher's, a, Cypher's a great fucking hang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I didn't even tell you about fucking. Okay, put a pin in it. No, 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 no. Let's finish this. And then okay. remind me to tell you about Jazz Fest. Okay. I want to tell you about Jazz Fest so bad. Okay, okay. So the. Uh, so yeah, wait, how old were you the first time you went to Machu Picchu? I'm, I'm fascinated by Machu Picchu. They first, lost it three fucking times. First time I went, I was probably like 14. Oh. And I was like. I mean, it is, it is jaw drop. There's a fucking, that's up in the mountains, man. It's like a city up in the mountains and it's, and it's more elaborate than you can put in this photo. 
and you you really do go like your whole thing is how did something like this get built up here? This tastes so. There's sugar in this. It's good. This is a tequila. Tequila. I don't know. It's really good. I thought there's no sugar in tequila. It tastes sweet. It tastes really good. Um, it is <sighs> epic, dude. And then on a on a clear sunny day, you, and then you start picturing that there were people. There's this whole city operated like. There was people had jobs, things to do, and and you know how'd they get you, water? There's a whole thing of also like how do you get stone? It's not like they just go here's a rock. It's stones that that fit perfectly. You can see the seam on top of this next one, and it's not like a hundred pound rock. It's a fucking twenty thousand pound stone. There was no chance that there were rivers up that high, and that and that all of a sudden like the rivers descended. I don't think so, dude. It's, I don't it's think so. something like that blows my mind. All right, here's what I'm going to do. You ready for this? Yeah. What do I want to see in this world? I want to see Machu Picchu. What do you want to see? Someone said to me the other day, Andrew Schultz is playing uh, 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 Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And someone was like, Derek Poston was like, do you want to play Abu Dhabi? And I was like, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. Maybe it's, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, yeah. but it's not like on my bucket list, especially of where to perform. I'm not certain I'd appeal to them. Yeah, you don't think so? I don't think they, I think it would be like Larry the Cable Guy doing a TED Talk. You think so? I think everyone would be like, uh, no offense, no shade on Larry, Dan, but yeah. but you know. But like, I don't think, I think they'd be like, why didn't you just hit your kid? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You let your wife talk to you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, they did What About Raymond in Russia. Did you ever hear that? Oh. They tried to reboot. What about Raymond in no, Russia? Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody, lo yeah. What yeah, about Raymond? Yeah, no, what about Raymond? And uh, yeah. and uh, what about Raymond? <laughs> and uh, wait, what were you thinking? What's the what about? What about Bob? What about Bob? <laughs> yeah. And so they tried to do what? What everyone loves Raymond in Russia, and then and the and, and in the writers' room they'd be like, and then Raymond hits his wife, right? And they're like, what? And he goes, why would she talk to him like this? The he, he slaps her. He slaps her and tells her, this is your place, woman. Make me kush kush. Or whatever. I didn't mean that. Look, you know I yeah. love Russians. I'm all over the bus. I know what the title of this one is. Bird xenophobic. Yeah. So, um, so wait, let's go. So Machu Picchu, I want to see. <laughs> what the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I, don't, I think you should stay in the States. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be get the call to be an ambassador. You know, I pitched that as a TV show one time. You the ambassador? Yeah, Ambassador Burt, where I go into a small country and I just, I just set up shop and like pitch myself as an ambassador. Yeah. And I just fucking introduce America to them. I didn't know that being an ambassador is it's such a lobbying thing that people do. Oh, dude. I didn't realize that that when when someone's especially at in the choice places, that becomes a thing where like big wigs, like people who are super high achievers that have like yeah. crazy careers, you know. A lot of like colonels. Yeah, and but also you see like, you know, former CEOs, executives, people that were like high up in 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 corporations they if their guy becomes president it's like it'd be like you and i you know like joe's president and we're like you know that i really feel like 
I, me in London with your best interests, like there becomes a thing where you're, you're at, you're trying to get the appointed for that. And then, and then get, cause it's, it is. Well, we kind of got that. Joe became the big, po- biggest podcasters in the world. And we all got careers. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean it's kind of crazy. Like we got that ambassadorship. Like, well, this, I mean, in, it happens in, in every generation. Chelsea did it. Chelsea became the like the president of yeah, comedy, yeah. Yeah. and then all of a sudden, Jen Kirkman, uh, Josh, Joe Coy, uh, Frangiola, Joe Coy, that everyone's uh, Heather McDonald, everyone's careers just bumped. Right. That's like the Tonight Show. Tonight, Tonight Show, Show did it. Opie and Anthony was a big one. Did you ever listen to Opie and Anthony? You know, it was a thing that I totally. I think it was just. I don't want to say generational because I think it was geographic too. It was geographic, but it was, it was because like, I went to I went to, I didn't know I went to school, but I started with comedy with all those guys in New York. Yeah, I could really fucking I got like every fucking man. Jim I I, I have a whole thing though where I kind of like I get like freaked out and anxious with like associations. No, five people on mic. Like oh, really. Yeah, I also don't like comedic scenes like in movies or television where um, where it builds to chaos. In other words, and people like yell and scream at each other, and like that's where the 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 scene builds to. I I when people are like that was hilarious. I'm like it didn't work for me. Yeah. It's, it's too. It's it's like being in a room with people screaming. Like, I I, I want to walk out of this room. That's what I felt like watching scenes like that. It um, just feels like chaos always is is the. Like the what they get to, and I'm like that just doesn't. And I feel like when I went on those radio shows, when somebody goes check this out, this is really funny, and you put it on, and you haven't heard it before, and you hear five different voices, I'm like this feels like too much for me. It was too much at times. I think because I knew whose voice was whose. Yeah, voice, that probably was a thing. I was like, I was like, oh, that's Ben Bailey. Oh, that's that's Rich Voss. Oh, that's like I knew those voices. Intimately. I also say that I didn't really get. Like to be fair. I sound like I gave it a fair chance. Yeah. I heard it probably one day and then I just, you know. Howard, I'll tell you what, I was a fan. I was a, I was always, always a fan of Howard. I liked, I, I, I don't like, I know that everyone's shitting on him because he's like woke now. Yeah. I don't really care that he's, I don't listen to, I'm not going to listen to any grown man's politics and then let it affect me at all. Yeah. You can go suck a dick if you think you're going to influence me. I'm fucking 50 years old. I'll make my own fucking decisions. Suck a dick about everything. Uh, that that's fucking... what's, that's what blows me away is when people are like, I don't like Howard's politics. I don't give, give a fuck. Does he do a good interview with fucking Dave Grohl? Yeah. That's all I care about. Like, I like, I like, I like a cool, f- and Howard is probably one of the best interviewers th- there is, in my opinion. He's a great interviewer. I'll yeah. tell you, Joe, I'll tell you for real, Joe Rogan is, in my opinion, pound for pound, an amazing interview Like with, with those people. Like, I think with comics, he's, it's a different show, but when he has like someone like like uh, like uh, the Stamets, the guy the, with mushrooms, or or like or like fucking Elon Musk, or fucking Rick Rubin, or any of those interviews, Rogan's fucking legit pound for pound my favorite interview to listen to. Howard though is a legend. His interviews were so fucking thoughtful. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, 
how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep. We've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600 mile per hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. I don't, I don't know if he's, I mean, is he still doing like the radio show? I don't, yeah, I think so. And I and I, and I think the, because I don't listen to anything anymore. Like, oh. I, used to, I used to, I'm saying I used to get in the car and turn that on. But I do see like everything. I hear, I see clips. Yeah. And um, I do like watching him interview that was the mistake he made is that he didn't put his shit on youtube God. he should have put his shit on youtube it would have i think it would have kept this well, i'm it, just saying it would have kept the stock up for it's a paywall show though right so if they give it away yeah, on youtube opie and anthony just posted it on youtube they did yeah by the way they are responsible some for some of the worst interviews i've ever heard in my fucking life that were some of the most entertaining interviews i've ever heard in my fucking life when they would fucking bring someone on and just like Openly trash them to their face. To their face? I it's something you would love so much. Really? It's so your sense of humor. Jim 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 Norton would be like, so uh he'd they'd be on the phone with someone and he'd be like, So we're reading your book and uh it's really great. And he'd just be ripping up the book on the thing in front of the lady, and it would be it was I mean, by the way, so cringy, but like you could not stop listening. Yeah, they did an interview with fucking uh, Bernard Getz, the subway shooter, Bernie Getz. Guy but, shot fucking three black kids in the back on a subway. On a subway in the eighties. They interviewed him. They interviewed him, <laughs> and then they like pretended to break one of his tapes, and he went. It, the, was he in studio? Yeah, he was in fucking studio. Jesus, this is a guy, and they were, and he was t almost telling him where he buried the gun. It was, dude. They they would do, but it was like. But in the whole point of the interview was it was teetering on a great interview, and then they'd do something to set the person off, and then you would hear chaos in the studio. It was like the worst interview that was the greatest listen, if that makes sense. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, wait, hold on. Can I give a shout out to these two dudes? <laughs> sure. Talking about great pods. So. It's crazy. You know what you just did? What? You just interrupted yourself. For real? 
Yeah, you you usually do it to me or whoever else is in the room, but you, you just did it to yourself. You're like, hold on a second, man. Hey, I want to give a shot. <laughs> you were the one talking. <laughs> you really? just like stepped on yourself. Like, give it a second. I want to give a shout out to these. I wasn't talking. I'm bad. Yeah. And if I drink, I'm even worse. Didn't you say that because uh, you went to the club that Joe told you that? Yeah. What do you say? Well, it was. It's more complicated than just that. Like he didn't just go, "Hey, you have an interrupting problem," which is very, by the way, very Joe. Yeah. But he, we were talking about. Uh, we, I was. I was with your wife, and I was talking about the conversation we had yesterday. And I was like, I was, and we, she just came up, and we started very casually talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And she was explaining you, and she was like, you know, you know, no one sees this, but Tommy's a very sensitive person, and and I go, I think a lot of times people see his quietness as just like he has like resting bouncer face, where you're just like. And so she goes, no, no, no. And I said, yeah. And so we had a great talk. And, and I said, you know, it's, and it's great because sometimes I don't listen very well. And Joe's off the side listening. And he goes, yeah, you interrupt a lot. And I go, what? And he goes, no, it's, it's, it's fine. But it, it does become frustrating as your friend. Sometimes you'll just interrupt people and just start talking. I go, I'm working on that. And he goes, oh, it's gotten way better. But you still do it. And I said, yeah. And I, I go, I do it as a friend. I do it just, I do it. I just do it. I don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I do that, and here's the other thing I do that I hate that I do, is um, if you tell me your story about swimming in the ocean, yeah, I have to tell you my story. Yes, you do. I can't help you do. It. I was also going to do part two of that, which I thought you were doing. Uh, which you you definitely if I if I go I'm swimming in the ocean, you have to tell your story. I know, I can't but you help also it. I thought what I thought you were going to say is if you tell me your story about swimming in the ocean. I have to t- tell my version about you swimming in the ocean because you always. If 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 we're using that as as an example, yes. if I if somebody walked in the room and was like, "You ever swim in the ocean?" Be like, you'd be like, "Tommy just did," and you would tell oh, wow. the story that I told, but it I would have that. all kinds of. I did that to your wife last night. Yeah, I did that to your wife last night. What I I mean, Greg Garcia said uh, she was doing an impression of Ellis and. She was telling an Ellis story. I go, can I tell my favorite Ellis story? And she goes, what is it? And I said, two weeks. She goes, oh, yeah. And I go, hold on, I'll tell it. And then I told her Ellis story to Greg. Greg, And it and it murdered. And she could see her in their eyes going, that's not exactly you how that the happened. Story went, yeah, yeah. But I can't help it. I, I, like, I love, I love, I, I love the story. I love the story aspect. Man, when I hear a story, I wish I could, I wish I could just be a thief. And just take other people's bits mm. because you you tell stories sometimes that are so fucking good, but you just throw them away and you just leave it. And I see all the meat on the bone, and I yeah. go, "Oh, I could fucking punch that up." Yeah, you just reminded me that um, that I should tell that story more. On it's stage. my favorite. It's I did tell. Remember the one I told, and then you were like, "Cut that out and tell that on stage." Mm-hmm. Do you remember that we, when we did the Vegas live yes, thing? Yes, yes, that's yes. My, that's my closer right now. Like in my new, in the new stuff it's I'm doing? fucking, yeah. your Ellis material is, I wish I had a fucking new kid. Yeah. Fucking you can get one. You can get one. Yeah. Yeah. Get one that's like around that age. I hope Georgie gets pregnant soon. Good. That'd be great. Raise that baby like it's our own. Would you take it? In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a, I'd go, honey. No, 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 no. You got pregnant. This shit happens. I'm going to yeah. send you up to Aspen. You're going to chill for a while. Get away from the world. Get healthy. We're going to give birth. We're then going to send you back to college where mom and I'll take this baby. You got to live happened. life. It never happened. You got to enjoy You don't it. have a baby. We have that baby. Yeah. 
And then you go ahead, live your life. You don't have a baby. We had a baby. I would love that. This tequila is too sweet. How is it so sweet? Um, what, what was I? Oh, the, I, this is what I wanted to tell you. There's a podcast. These two guys from Ireland. They're not. Their podcast isn't huge at all. But I, it accidentally, as I'm listening to my history podcast, they their podcast came up, and it was a clip of them talking about David Goggins, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how like he doesn't quit. And then the one guy goes, "I quit if I don't like the song." <laughs> And it made me laugh so hard, yeah. and I I ended up listening to a bunch of their podcasts while I, like in really bed. it's a really funny podcast, and they only have eight thousand followers. So check them out. It is I will tell you this. It reminds me a little. It's like a hot. It's it's a little bit like Two Bears One Cave. It's called the the Bomb Squad Pod. They're out of Ireland, and they just it, they made me giggle. I followed both of them, mm-hmm. and but it just the idea they were making fun of they're making fun of themselves, but talking about David Goggins. Yeah, and I was like, God damn it, they're fucking good. So cool. give them check them out, everyone. All right, um, all right. So wait, I gotta say, in your <laughs> are you flexing? No, my back just froze up. Oh, this tequila is really sweet. You think the tequila is doing this? No, it's like sweet. I can taste it. I think because I'm not like keto as fuck right now. So, you know what I have to say? You, you said if I tell my ocean swimming story, yeah. you have to tell yours, which is a thing you, you, you normally do. But I don't think you told your ocean swimming story. Did you? Of course I did. There's I'm no way you're telling a story and I'm t- not telling my version. What was your version? I don't know. I'm sure it was identical to yours, but just a little different with Bert in it. Did he? Yeah, I'm sure I did. I don't recall that. I don't think so. Okay. I was just wondering like, no, if no, you no. had an ocean. No, no. Oh, you I, did? No. no, you did. Yeah, I just you, you I told used one to swim, about. I used to swim in clear water. That's right. That's right. Okay, and you no, swam no. too far out. But no, but I, I, I but right, I, but right. it, it, what happens is when someone tells a story, it, it, and when I hear it, goes, I try to connect with them. And when I connect with them, I go, oh, shit, I've been there. Yeah. And then I, and then I want to share. You go, you know what happened to me? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's better than my fucking wife, where like you tell Leanna's story and she'll go, uh huh. And then you're like, so do you have anything that's adjacent to that where we can continue talking? She's like, no, it's a good story. <laughs> Did you ever swim in your lake? Uh-huh. I said, where do you swim in the lake? Well, I swim the Alabama Channel. What the fuck? And then you got to draw it out of her. Oh. It's like, listen, there's two types of Why people. Why doesn't she volunteer, you think? She wants she, she wants to celebrate you and your story. It's, it's what a real person should do, but it's also like exhausting as fuck sometimes at a dinner party where you're like, hey, I feel like I'm doing all the fucking talking. And she's like, let them talk. I'm like, they're boring as fuck. Yeah. Like, God damn it. They're fucking Scientologists. Let it go. They're trying to fucking recruit us. Yeah, did they? No, but they made some really good points. Did you? Would you take it for a spin? Yep. Scientology? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think I would too now. I used to mock it so much, and now I'd be like, yeah, I'd take it for a ride. Dude, I believe in I mean, I don't believe in the fucking, you know, I'm not a big JC fan, so it's like, let's see what these guys got. I, watched, I believe that if you, do, if you play Scientology right, you get to meet JC too. Yeah? Yeah, sure. All right. Hey, Scientology, I'm here for you. All right. Finally. What? Jazz Fest. Oh, my God. I'll say this. You know that I almost went. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, because I hit you up and said, do you want to go? And you said. I meant almost that I had multiple invites. Like, you invited me. Agents called me, and they're like, you'll have all the access and blah, blah, blah. Should have gone. Was, well, but I was like, ah, oh, it's like the day before another trip. I don't, you know. It was. It was awesome though, huh? So. Northern uh, California, right? <clears throat> Napa. 
Yeah. At Silverado, which is absolutely gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I got to give a shout out to Alex, who set it all up for us. He's the, it's his event, him and, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on a bunch of names. All the people that own the Blue Note in Hawaii. You know, you ever do the Blue Note in Hawaii? You probably did when you oh, a long time ago. Yeah. I did a long time ago. I did two shows there. and uh, Yeah, it's a club, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a club, and it's it's an awesome jazz club. But they do stand-up there. And yeah, so the, I, the Blue Note's got that. like a, a storied it. history with jazz. They've got one on West 3rd. Yes, They've got I one on West 3rd, and in, 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 they've got them all over the place. And so... When I was a kid, I always, I we had jazz festival, jazz fest in New Orleans, and you'd always see the cool dads from like your, your friends group. The cool dads would be at jazz fest with a cigar and a hat and a cocktail and like a guayabera, and they'd be like, they'd be like, they'd never. You're like, are you here to see Dave Matthews? And they're like, no, 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 I came to see dot dot dot, Thelonious Monk or someone. And you, you didn't know anything about those names yeah. when you were a kid, but you were like, I remember going like, wow, these cool dads seem to know. And so, so we get the invite. We were supposed to go see Widespread Panic in Huntsville, which it was like, it was locked. I went to Montreal. We were going to find a Widespread, watch Widespread, fly home, do, do something's burning. Easy peasy. And then we get this fucking call about Jazz Fest, and Leanne goes, Mary J. Blige is playing. And I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, do you know Nas? And I'm like, Nas? <laughs> She's like, Nas and, and Talib Kweli. And I was like, Talib Kweli is there? I was like, hold on, who else is there? Yeah. And she starts listing off the names. Rackham. De La Soul, uh, 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 the um, Diggable Planets. Jeez. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a wild It's a fucking too. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Rakim. Uh, it was such a fucking insane lineup. And then she says, Dave Chappelle's hosting. Yeah. And so now here's the deal. Here's what I happen to know is that if Dave Chappelle's there, it's where you want to be. Yeah. Wherever Dave Chappelle goes, that's where you want to be. The party follows. He, yeah. Because he has a Rolodex of motherfuckers you'll, that no one gets their number, and every single one of those motherfuckers says yes to Dave yeah. on everything. So I go, I don't hit up Dave. I just go, I'll take a yes to the thing. Don't even tell, I'm not going to tell Dave I'm going because I don't want to be a, one of the fucking 100 people that want to get into his fucking Dude, space. I, when I did, I've done a few shows with him. Like, they're like, oh, you want to go to the after party? And, you know, I'm not a big, and then someone's like, you should go to the after party, right? Because you have to be, a, you have to get, like, a special band. And so because it's the show, when we get to the the venue, security guys just saw me at the show. So they're like, oh, good to see you, man. You're going to have a good time. You go in there, and there's, like, you know, music. And then you're like, oh, there's a DJ. Who's DJing? And it's Q-Tip from Trap. You're like, he's DJing the party? And then you look over here, and there's Drake. And Chris Rock, and you're like, what? And they're like, oh, this is a Dave party. And there's like, at this one, 150 people, 200, like it's manageable. We go backstage, like we get there, and our room's not ready. By the way, they got us a room. It was like this was like, I I texted Robert Langsford, who's a part of the festival as well. I texted him. I I did not text Dave because I just don't want to bother him. I did not. I te I texted Alex. They got us a room. So like the whole big festival's here, and then the, the condos for the place are here. They got us a room in a condo, so in, a, in like a, a little condominium. So we could walk backstage within two and a half minutes, front stage within two and a half. We were like in the perfect fucking spot. They took care of everything, and 
We get there, our room's not ready. They're like, come on backstage. All of a sudden, it's everyone. It's fucking everyone you've ever wanted to meet in hip hop, all just hanging out. I'm just looking around. I'm like, holy fucking shit. And there's like, I mean, this is a weird, humble brag, but it's, a, it's pertinent to the story is that almost everyone's black, but they all know who I am. Like, they're like, Bert, I'm a big fan. And I'm like, I'm blown away. Cause I, you know, that's not my demographic. That's not what I see in my shows. Yeah. And every single one of them, this is the one that blew me away. The hardcore. Cause like you're, you're of my age. Yeah. De La Soul was, I watched, I, first of all, I watched them. Yeah. I watched them perform. It was fucking insane. De La Soul was fucking insane. D Digable Plants was fucking insane too. It was, but so I, I'm like, De La Soul's, like, that's fucking crazy. And then I walk out of my thing, and I see uh, DJ Maceo yeah. uh, walking through the thing, and he's smoking a blunt. What I was going to say to him casually to see, like, I didn't want to be like, yo, I'm a huge fan. I didn't want to blow up his spot. But it was, it was, and there were two cops right there, and he's smoking a blunt. And he's like, <laughs> it's the best. And he's got, and he's got a De La Soul shirt on. Yeah. And he goes, and he's smoking a blunt. And I wanted to say casually, like, hey, man, uh, how cool is it that we, how, do you know how I'm, I, I want to do something that connects and, yeah. but it's just going to be awkward. But I was going to say, how cool is it that we live in a world where you can smoke a blunt in front of cops and they don't give a shit, you know, how, how much have things changed? Cause I know he's roughly my age, but I don't say anything. I'm like, just fucking let him be. And then he like stops and he goes, yo bro, I'm a huge fucking fan. And I'm like this. And he's like, dude, keep doing what you're doing. You fucking keep pushing those limits. Keep doing everything, man. You make us laugh our asses off. We fucking love you. And I was like, I'm just like. And then I was like, I'm, I'm a fan also. That's all I said. Yeah. And he just walked away. And I went into the fucking room with Leanne. I was like, shut the fuck up. If you had told me in high school that anyone, anyone in hip hop knew who I was, I would be like, shut the fuck up. It was crazy. I saw DJ Jazzy Jeff. Do you know where you probably don't even, do you know where we saw Maceo? Where? we were together where you don't remember this no is that how he knows me <laughs> no 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 where the no fuck were we the national championship game fsu auburn wait where do we see him there at the game are you serious mm -hmm. do we say hi uh, i believe so yeah fuck me yeah but you know why he was there oh his son was the running back for auburn oh that's right yeah oh that's right i do yeah and then you know that i used to have like i have his phone number like i used to talk to him Somewhat. That's how he knows me from Two Bears, One Cave. No, no, no. I, I met him when I was a feature act. And then. This was, this festival was set up for you. I, I wish I, I really do wish. Can I, I tell you one of the coolest times I've ever been associated yeah. to? Yeah. We're on the site. So we have total access. You can go on, on stage. You can, you, you can stand on stage, which if you, if you've, if you've if you're if you're familiar with shows at, at that level, you don't want to be on stage. It's like the worst audio you're ever going to hear. Yeah. So we're Lee and I are scooting around front the entire time. I see. You see Mary J. Blige perform? No, yeah. she was the day. She was the night before we, we oh. didn't, weren't there. And so, um, so we we get the we the one of the first shows we see together, me and Liam, because Liam was getting shit done. I was just scooting around the whole festival by myself, seeing some amazing fucking acts. And then Leanne would hear them and go, I wanted to be there for that. And I was like, well, he's too busy fucking doing the work. Yeah. Go check us in, baby. And so, <laughs> so, but we go side stage. The first one we go to together, we side stage. She goes, who's this? And I said, uh, Nass. I said, it's Talib Kweli. She goes, who's that? I said, just listen to him. Just listen to him. I go, he's like, I got introduced to him on Kanye because I didn't know anything about Black Star, but I did know Most Deaf. But I got introduced to him on on Kanye's album 
when when he did one of his uh the, I forget the name of the fucking track and I fell in love with him and then I fucking did a deep dive him I didn't I didn't even know who Most Def was at that point I got introduced to Most Def when he was I want to kick myself in the ass by the way when I tell you you're gonna go like shut the fuck up I got introduced Most Def through the Chappelle show when he did that freestyle in the truck yeah and it was like the baddest too deep I mean I that's why like, Chappelle did that was to introduce him to people dude sure. it was and so. We watched Talib Kweli. It's fucking amazing. He's amazing. And it's all freestyle. Everything's like, everything's like, it's because it's Jazz Fest. Everything is just off the top. Everything's bringing people in. New people come in and fucking rhyme. And it was awesome. So I get off stage and I'm like, I'm like, I got to meet Talib Kweli. I got to meet Talib Kweli. It's like, and I'm like practicing. I'm like, hey, my, I think you're my Are you like, uh, sup, dog? <laughs> what? What it do, baby? Like, are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo. So, <laughs> he's cool. Talib's super cool. But uh, my, yeah. you know, you know what my in is, right? What me? I think, I think you know yeah. my friend Tom Segura. Oh, uh, is that what you said? I was going to. Oh, I was like, hey man, I, I want to just introduce myself, and he's like, fucking knows me immediately. He's like, Bert, what's up? Dashed me up, and I'm like. Yeah. he's like dude i'm fan i know tom i go yeah i know you know tom and i was yeah. like and he's like he's my guy fucking he's like when are we gonna podcast i was like whenever the fuck you want and then leanne's like then he walks away and he was like i'll see you later and i was like i'll see you later and leanne's like the guy you like knows who you are and talib I was like, knows oh. you it was talib taliban knows you? you and so uh but it was so fucking cool so then so this is the best part of it i'm gonna tell you two best parts okay i'm gonna tell you three best parts so Nas destroyed. Uh, Nas destroyed. He's I, I he had, looks awesome. By the way, you know that it's because of the how the music business has changed so much. There's not the same level of like press and like there's not the same like heat cooked up for new music that comes out anymore. Mm. Like the only time you actually like peripherally hear about new music is usually when it's like a pop star now. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. Taylor Swift is releasing something. You know, like you don't have to be a fan, but you'll hear that. Yeah, it just, it permeates. It, yeah, it's like, and that has to be like, because someone's going to do like just. Ah, fuck! The chair, sorry, the chair, sorry. It was the chair. You scared it was the, the shit. It scared the shit out of me. I was in the chair. That's better. Go ahead. Okay. Fuck. Was, well, guys, I thought I fucking was dying. Yeah, that scared. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Go ahead. You were saying okay. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, first it Does was. Does that count as an interruption? No, no. <laughs> it was that I thought something bad was happening, and then in my the second, like microsecond thought was like that you broke the chair. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I did too. I think I might have. Keep going. Okay. I definitely did. Keep going. Okay. So. You don't hear about this. You don't hear about like like new. You know what I mean? Like you have to be like really looking for it or connected to it. Do you know that in the last like three or four years, Nas just puts out new albums that don't get like all the same chatter. That it, also because like the music landscape has changed. It's not like in the '90s when an album would come out, there was just no way that it wouldn't be conversations about it. Yeah. And I just hear about like someone will be like, oh, you check out the new Nas album. I'm like, what? And then you get it, and it's like it's these are like masterful albums. And then you go, oh, like you would imagine someone's just done for a while, but he's in this pocket of creativity for the last. I'm telling you, like 
I would say in the last three or four years, I think he's probably put out like four albums that are like re- incredible out. And he just came out with one. Yeah. Someone, t- uh, Jeff Tate texted me. He's like, yeah, go, go to like the most recent discography though. Like it's, can you pop, scroll up, in? scroll in. Dude, he put out two in 2021. King's Disease, Magic. There's that's King's this is disease. not even this is not a full discography. Wow. This is not a full discography. He not, I have not literally just came out. I have not seen her. I think with I think there's two more. Go there. Yeah. Where's the list? All the way down. Yeah, see? Released July also, 21st. Yeah, can, he just released can, one yeah. like a couple weeks ago. Yes. And then go back up again here. What, ma- yeah. November Magic 11, is December 20. of 21. And then November 11 of 22. 22 there's another one. August Jesus, 21. August 20. These are albums, dude. <clears throat> and like, I, I just, I'm just blown away that he's just, he's just like putting them out. I feel like I don't see anybody making Hey, let's let's draw attention to this. Well, it's Chappelle, almost like Chappelle just, is. Well, Chappelle puts this festival together with with Alex and the guys of the Blue Note. Yeah, and he picked, I, I really you can see his thumbprint, his fingerprints all over it because he is so he does his he does his set at five p.m. with Robert Glassford. I think I'm saying the name right. Who does the set? Chappelle. Chappelle comes out, fucks around, does a little not stand up, but fucks around the way Chappelle does. Brings out is it Robert Langsford or Glassford? Um, type in Blue Note Festival, and and Robert Robert is like. By the way, the second I got there, Robert came up, greeted me. He's in a fucking Lakers jersey, and he's like the kindest guy in the world. He's like, the, you know, backstage, whatever you want, whatever you need, you come to us. Um, Robert Langsford, and so he's like, whatever you need, we he got you, Robert Langsford. Yeah. Right? It doesn't need to. He's a jazz legend. Yeah, jazz legend. So immediately, like I'm watching Robert Langsford, watch him with Leanne, and it's fucking magical i mean and Chappelle's on there so Chappelle's fucking around robert's bringing out different artists it's really like fucking uh, it's like everything you'd want right but i i and, and then and then i see nas my only thing i'll say about nas he looks phenomenal he looks like he's i mean i say this for real that's how good he looks he looks like he's got work done really? like he looks him and dave matthews are the only two people i've ever seen where i went I got to fucking clean my act up because I don't want to look old. Nas looks young. He looks young. He's got braids in. He looks great. How old right? is he? He's got to be fucking 52. Got to be, right? He's got to be. So we go to bed that night. The next morning we wake up and I, <laughs> and I, and, and I hear the just 49. fucking, I hear like fucking music. I hear everything. The, the festival's already alive. Um, We go. By the way, my buddy Omar Dorsey's there, Alonzo Bowden's there, like people like that are cooler there. Big time blacks. Big time, big time, big time <laughs> blacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Omar's like pretty dark. And so, and so uh, shout out to shout yeah. out to Omar. Yeah. So uh so I go over with Leanne. She goes, What do you want to do? I said, let's just go explore. And I want because my real thing is I I have so many friends that listen to the same music they've listened to their whole life. They haven't grown into listening to new bands. I told you I've been getting into this band Goose because I wanted to find new artists that I love. So I go, I want to see something I've never seen, and I want to open myself up to see if I like it. So we go over, and there is what I can only describe as like the ultimate jazz experience I've ever seen in my life. The guy's name's Corey Henry, and he no, I, I do not know who he is. I'm sober. I'm hungover. 
I've had a cup of coffee. I'm sober. It's hot as fuck. And he's on there with like eight people on stage and he puts on the best fucking show I've ever seen in my life. So overwhelming. I started crying. Like he does. I'm going to get emotional. He did this thing at the end. It's Sunday. And he goes, who needs the Lord in them today? It's Sunday, right? Yeah. And he goes from person to person and starts like, almost like Prince, like, like getting their thing, like, 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 come on. And then, and he gets them playing, then bass, then he goes to the drums and he starts like doing his body to them. And the drum guy matches his body. Then he goes to the fucking organ and the gum, and then he brings it in and he creates a song. And it's, I mean, it's like, we were crying. It is one of the, I mean, like, sincerely, let me kill this so I get rid of these fucking tears. It was one of the most moving experiences I've ever had. I'm going to go see him when he's in L.A. Yeah. He's doing a piano solo. His name is Corey Henry. I'm being sincere. If you ever get to see this guy, you do not need to know any of his catalog. He puts on, he's Stevie Wonder's favorite act. Really? That says something. He's Stevie Wonder's favorite act. And I went up to him. Where, do you, where are you going to see him do the solo? Uh, in Los Angeles. I think he's at, uh, he's at a jazz club in Los Angeles. He's doing two nights. Soon? Uh, uh, yeah, in August. I think in August. What night? Uh, I don't know. Uh, type in, Corey Henry was, I'm telling you, it was fucking magical. Ooh, it was yeah. at the Paramount here in Austin. That's, I would go see him at the Paramount. He's doing his solo uh, piano stuff, but this guy is oh, the piano tour. Looks like I see yeah. right there uh, at the live streams and tour dates, the drop down. Yeah, right there. No, 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 the first one. Just, just click the first. Yeah, he is. Uh, where's when's he in? When's he in Los Angeles? I think end of August. Just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. I'll tell you. Keep scrolling. Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, Boston, Philadelphia, Washington, Denver. There you go. Los Angeles, October, October, uh, August 24th and 25th. My, Leanne, my Me and Leanne are going to that. And we're bringing uh, my cousin Owen. I can go on Thursday. You want to go on Thursday? I can go. Done. I got it. Okay. Uh, he, is, he is fucking insane. I mean, so talented, but so improvisational. So then... I'm in it, right? I go, yo, let's. I, 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 we ha at his last show when he did the church thing. I lit a joint, grabbed a tall boy, and I was like, I'm crying. And so I don't know why I get emotional these days. So then, so then we go over to um, make sure you drink so you don't get so. <laughs> don't worry, get rid of these fucking tears. Yeah. So then we go to this band called Dami and Beck. Please, thank you. D O M I, and and Beck. Okay, mm -hmm. Tom. <clears throat> so now I feel like I'm like I feel cool. I feel like a cool dad because I just saw some jazz. Yeah, and I got it. And you're gonna see this. These two motherfuckers. They're fucking seventeen. They're what? out of Dallas, Texas, bro. They're kids. They're children. They're children. They're really good friends with Chappelle. Like legit. Because Chappelle, Chappelle, and I'm I'm speaking for Dave, but like, but like uh, you know Candyman. Yeah, he came and grabbed me, and he's like, "You want to meet the kids?" I go, "Yeah." He's like, "They're good kids. They're backstage," because I was blown away. <clears throat> uh, can you see if you can find a video of them playing? Because you got to see the way they play. The drummer is a savant, a fucking savant. Shh, that's not. Oh my god! On a glands penis. <laughs> Dami and Beck, they. Sheep, it's just drums and piano. Just know you got to find, see them live. Drums and piano. They are the, every, 
hip hop artist. Who plays drums? Uh, Beck. No, Every who's that though? He's the, the, the guy. Boy. Okay. She plays a piano, and they said to me, "quote unquote," this is backstage, and all the artists are backstage. Are like, "Yo, this is the fucking band." Every hip hop artist grabs their beats really they're fucking every they're fucking oh i love npr that does this thing man oh this they the are tiny desk thing? so cool you gotta just watch him play because it's 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 like it's legit jazz oh you oh, can play it like yeah, that yeah oh wow look at this kid she's playing bass and piano bass with left hand piano with the right hand she's from france how old are they? 17. Or no, 19, I think. Fuck. Dude, they fucking... This kid is the sweetest kid, right? So... <clears throat> listen how quick his drums are. I'm just watching them both go... So this is right after Corey Henry. And do they sing we, too? Uh, she does every now, every now and then. She'll sing. But mostly it's like the two of them together are just savants. I'm, I dig this. Their mentors introduce them to each other. I dig other. it. All right. We should probably kill <laughs> yeah. it, right, Nadav? So, so. Um, Here, I'm, I'm putting it in my phone because I, I dig this. Oh, I put on, I bought their album and I got on the fucking plane and I had a cocktail and I just disappeared in my own thoughts, which is what I think jazz is supposed to make you do. So I go up to, I, t I, I take videos of all these people, right? Um, and I post it on Instagram, you know, to try to like share them and fucking. Dami and Beck hit me up and they're like, yo, we're huge fans of yours. And really? I was like, I was like, in my head, they're fucking 19. I'm 50. Yeah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And they're like, we listen to you in the in the bus, in the on the in the van. Uh, our tour manager fucking loves you guys. And so I was like, shut the fuck up. Really? So I go backstage, I meet them. They're like cool as shit. So then so now I've had the full jazz experience, right? We watch Robert Langsford at the end. He kills. And now Leanne and I, I'm like, I'm done. This is where you're gonna kick me in the fucking dick. Chance Rapper's on. I'm not, I'm not the hugest Chance Rapper fan, and I've had a very big experience, and I go, you know what? Uh, they're telling me, you know, we'll bring a stage, step backstage to say, hang out with Dave, and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to ruin it. I've had such a great time. I, I want to see Dave, but I also don't want to be the nine, ninth person that has to be like, what's up, Dave? And he has to give a minute to. I want him to have, he, he, it's his fucking festival. Yeah. So I said, babe, why don't we just go back to our room? We'll sit on the golf course. I'll light a cigar, glass of wine fucking done so we're listening to chance the rapper it's pretty cool and all of a sudden dave's like all right <laughs> and we can hear him on the fucking thing all right this isn't fucking over ladies and gentlemen my friend nasim uh most deaf <laughs> oh i'm like fucking shut the oh. fuck up yasin bay yasin bay my yeah. friend yasin bay yeah and i'm like i'm on the golf course with the end going most steps on stage most fucking steps on stage and like she's trying to kiss me i go get the fuck off me bitch most steps yeah. on stage yeah. i got my cigar I go, what the fuck you fuck this all up leanne <laughs> we're barefoot on the fucking driving fair god damn it most steps on stage i go i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go i fucking throw my cigar down she looks at me and she goes hey <laughs> you can hear him from here we had a great night Let's listen to him on the golf course. I was like, apparently you've never heard Black Star. Yeah. I was like, you never heard fucking Most Def. And I was like, fuck. So I just sat on the golf course with Leanne smoking a cigar. She was in a robe naked. And I was just, the whole time I was thinking about Most Def. And you're just like, go fucking take a walk. I was like, fuck. And then I was like, you know, everyone else is around. And, and then I'm like, I bet this happened. Then the after parties are fucking crazy. Oh, Did you go? Uh, yeah, we went. They're they're crazy. They're just crazy. They're just crazy. Yeah. Like they're fucking crazy. I I and I don't want to bother anyone. Random DJ Jazzy Jeff. 
That's cool. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Rakim. Rakim, let me tell you something. Do you know him? No, never met him. He, I said this to DJ Jazzy Jeff, and I know that I, I this is an aggressive statement. He puts <laughs> he puts a big dick back, back in rap. When Rakim, when rap, when Rakim raps, he don't fuck around. There's no, no like friendly <laughs> shit, you know. Like it's not even talking about. <laughs> It's not like <laughs> you should have been like, you know what I love about you, man? You do very friendly rap and see how he <laughs> He he comes out, dude. He gets this <laughs> is how Rock Kim like, this is how Rock Kim rolls. Ready? Yeah. DJ Jazzy Def puts on he, he's you forget how matchful a DJ he is. Yeah, yeah. I went up to him, I said, Yo, Philly, I'm in Philly uh November twenty eighth. And he goes, What? I said, I want you to open for me. He was like, Huh? I said, I'm in, I'm doing the arena in Philly November twenty eighth. I think the 29th, around Thanksgiving. He goes, I'm local. I said, just, I'm sending an offer. He goes, you don't know what my quote is. I go, it doesn't matter. I'm sending you a fucking offer. And I was like, well, it does matter. It definitely yeah, does. My, yeah. I texted my team. I was like, the quote matters. I can't afford a lot. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, dude, how, what a fucking show at Philly. You got DJ Jazzy Jeff. It's crazy. Fuck, because you know what he did to open it? He goes, this is the 50th year of rap, of the culture. Let's let's do a fucking let's reminisce for a second. Yeah. And he goes through and plays fifty years of rap in five minutes and the fucking place is going next. And then he goes, ladies and gentlemen, and you see a car door open behind stage. Rock him comes out of a car door with a mic in his hand. Rock him. And he just comes up and he goes, I ain't no joke. And you're like, Oh yeah. the big dick showed up. <laughs> it was so fucking sick. Rock him did not fuck around. He it was dude, I you no, I, I mean, I love my wife, but I wish you had been there. Yeah. Like, she didn't get it. She's no, like, no. who is he? And I was like, I was like, oh, is fuck. Is Rackham? Dude, when he did, um, when he did uh, uh, Check the Technique. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Don't Sweat the Technique. Don't Sweat the Technique. Fucking, uh, That's, uh, dude, when it the, was, uh, you missed, you like, missed a Tom Segura show. Now, that would have been so fucking fun. I, I knew it was going to be awesome. I knew what the lineup was and. My, you know, Andrew texted me and he was like, I think you would love this. Dude. And I was like, yeah, I would love that. Uh, fucking DJ Jazzy Jeff, Philadelphia at the arena, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's awesome. Opening the fucking show. And let me tell you something. I will not be backstage. I will be in front. Whew, hopefully Will Smith will show up. That could be cool. It'd be badass. I, um, the best thing I ever did was reach out to uh, Primo to have him open those shows for me. And it's like, it's my favorite memories. DJ Premier. Yeah. So who's, so who's, you have DJ Trauma. Yeah. DJ Premier. Mm -hmm. These are like the legit legendary DJs. DJ Jazzy Jeff. I met a young man who's Dave's DJ, who is a white dude. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, because Trauma does a ton of those dates. With, with when, when trauma can't do him, I met him. Okay, and I went up and introduced myself to him because he was watching Rakim, yeah. and he knew the coolest thing Rakim would do is he'd do his rhyme and then go, mm. and you hear fucking five thousand people just go with him. Just yeah, whoosh. dude, it was like an emotional weekend for me. Yeah, that's cool. I'm definitely gonna bring. Uh, I'm going next year. I'm going right. next year. I'm gonna bring DJs to a lot of my. You want to go gigs. next year? Let's commit right now. Yeah, I'll go. Blue Note Jazz Festival. Um, in July, right? Yeah. How about this? How about this? Shout out to, and Dave, I don't know if Dave will hear this, but Alex will hear this. Okay. Next year. We'll go. Not like Dave hosts an, uh, will host an hour every day. Let's host uh, one of who we want to be with on stage. Like, let's, let's say like, you know, we like, 
we would like because because here's the deal curate our own show yeah i mean this but like here's the thing about about these about these events and i learned it with fully loaded yeah and i mean this respectfully i can load it up with everyone but not everyone is going to promote because they've got their own fucking shit going on yeah so when it comes to fully loaded i promote i promote it i'm the promoter i get it I'm, I don't mind. I'll pay those. I'll pay everyone what they want. But I understand that it it lands on my back to promote that thing. If I don't promote it, no one's. If, if you, it's, it's what happened with Oddball that last year. Yeah. If they didn't have a Dave or an Amy or a, you know. Yeah. It's it's hard. To, you need that name that people go. Oh, I'm gonna I go, go see. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Now here's the thing we'd be offering is like, we we are fans of hip hop. We are fans of music, and we do have a bunch of fans that would be like, oh, I wouldn't mind to see what. So it might help add tickets, and we don't we don't need money from this. We want to just go to do to the experience, and so we'll take like one like three o'clock hour, just one like on Saturday, and we'll promote it to help get people there. We'll bring fan, like our fans, and we'll pick our artists, and then they get the money from the Blue Note. We don't need the money. We'll just go to have fun. And it'll be fun as fucking shit. And I'm telling you, the coolest thing is seeing artists you've never seen. It, it blew me. I'm all about discovering new shit. I don't want to get old. I don't want to fucking be this old guy that only listens to, like, fucking Leonard Skinner. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you're doing a good job. Um, I'm in a fucking place right now. Can you feel it? There's a, there's some stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I go sober tomorrow. You go sober tomorrow? For a stretch. Oh, like five days. Why'd you pick the? Well, no, I'm mean, not five days. It's actually I'll tell you exactly how it's long. It's gonna be. I'm going sober for, in, for 23 days. Oh, that's not five days. No, no, 23 days is the next something's burning. I got to drink on something's burning. If someone wants to have a drink with me, why are you picking? Like, why? What happens tomorrow that you're going for 23? Why? I just I I've uh, honestly I, I got all those. I mean this I mean this heartfelt when we started this the sleuths who were like they're just talking he's talking about Bert and I read the comments and they weren't hurtful. They were like people concerned. And I was like, if yeah. that's how people are seeing me, yeah. that's not how I want to be seen. I want to be seen like Nas. Like Nas looked great. Like I want to be seen like Dave Matthews. He looked great when I saw him. And I was like, and I have gained weight and I know my face looks bigger. I got my a belly. lot. I got a lot of messages of concern about you. Yeah. Uh, over over the, your festival. Yeah, yeah. I look, I, I mean, I was like. People, and it, was, it wasn't just jokes. Like it was people yeah, being like, hey. I mean, I, yeah. that, those don't bother me. I yeah. understand that. I, you know, I, I, it's it's tough to live my life. It really is tough to live my life. I, it doesn't stop, and I don't get times off. But I have, t- I have the next twenty three days off, where that's bef- good. Where I don't have to drink. I mean, like when we do something's burning, if someone wants to have a cocktail, I'll have a cocktail. And so maybe those in those episodes they don't drink, so I won't drink. But I'm going to start tomorrow. Um, but so then it, it is because you're like, oh, people are concerned. It's not my drinking; want- it's my weight. It's like no one's seeing me. I'm not. No one's seeing me blackout drunk. Yeah. That's not happening. But I'm. But they are seeing me fat as fucking shit. Like fat. Like my face is fat. My stomach's fat. Uh, I'm. I'm in pretty physically good. I just did fifty push-ups. Yeah. Again. I mean, like I'm not unhealthy, but like I'm fat as fucking shit. I'm the fattest I've ever fucking been. I'm the fattest so I've ever been. You realize then that the. Uh that eating is uh, it definitely is attached, tied to the drinking, right? Because when anybody yeah. drinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here, no, here's, actually, I can eat good. I've, I've eaten perfect for three days now, uh, which I, well, it's, it's pretty strict. I just eat salmon. 
I just yeah. eat salmon. And I've drank, and it doesn't bother me. I don't need to eat when I drink. But but if you're in like a drink, like we're drinking, usually yeah. th- being thoughtful about food goes away. No, not not for me. Really? enough, yeah. But on tour, probably, yes. Yeah. But not, you know, once I got acid reflux, that stopped. What's happening is it's just a bunch of empty calories at the end of the night. Yeah. And it's it's a couple beers, it's a couple fucking tequilas, it's a fucking joint. It's you know, and it's and it's and I cannot eat. I just go to bed hungry. I cannot eat, but I definitely it's my fucking cardiologist calling. You wanna get it? <laughs> no. Please I'm fucking answer it on the fucking Come clip. on, let's just no. see what they say. No, no, no. I, I have an appointment I have an appointment uh in a couple weeks. Please. No, I, I have an appointment with him. But yeah, so like I'm I'm not like I can eat good. I turned down donuts earlier. You did? I had salmon for lunch today and yesterday. I had salmon for dinner last night. I'm good at turning down food. It's just all these empty calories don't allow you to get a dent in the weight loss. And so you're always at a deficit every morning when you wake up, and you're also a little hungover, and and then I go, I'll just push it. And then I do, but I'm still not, like, putting a dent in losing weight. What do you want to get? Do you have a goal you want to get down to, or no? Just I don't. I would. This sounds so crazy. I wouldn't mind being 230. Like two thirty sounds skinny right now, two twenty. I was I would, two twenty is like I couldn't imagine being two twenty. I don't know what I'd look like at two twenty. Well, I do. Two twenty is what you kind of were like around. Yeah, but my loss. body's so different. It is different. Yeah. Then now, like my body's so fucking. I was when when I the last time I was two twenty was it sober October, sober October, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do, I couldn't do twenty push ups. I I couldn't do ten push ups. And I couldn't bench 220. I, I got pinned. So, like, my body is very different than it was then. I'm, I'm in a lot better physical condition, but I'm just fat as fuck. I'm fat as fuck like a, like, I mean, I f- this sounds, I know you're going to make fun of this, but, like, I feel like a lineman. Like, where I go, I'm just really overweight, and I have a lot of weight on me. And you're big. And, and, and I'm big, yeah. and I fucking just look fucking fat. And I'm now, I went to a size five in my shirts. So like, and now they balloon out, and so they they look big, and it's like I, I stopped denying double XLs. I was I used to be like on the fence, like I'm an XL, and then I was like, just give me the double XLs, more comfortable. Yeah. And so like I just I'm done with it, and I'm not I'm not done. Do you with think drinking. that structure would help you? You're not done with drinking. Oh yeah, I would. No, I'm not done with drinking. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna drink I'm gonna drink the rest of my life. Yeah. But I gotta get I gotta get control of my health. Meaning like, I'm certain I have a fatty liver. Mm-hmm. I'm certain I have. Uh, high blood pressure. I'm 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 on all the pills. You're so getting physical. You say you're gonna get physicals, right? Oh yeah, I get physicals every six months. I know. I'm just making yeah. sure you stay on top of it. Do yeah, you get yeah. Blood I'm, work. I'm on it. I'm on it. I get. I get. I deal with Brigham, so he he, he does, does blood work. Does structure help you? Yeah, being home. Like I'm jealous of you guys. Like I'm watching Nadal get ready for the marathon. I don't mean this like. I love my life. I would never trade my life for anything. I work at the pace I like to work at. I do it for a reason. I like working. I like making things and building things, and I love all of that. But I'm very jealous of Nadav um, getting to train for this marathon at home and like going like, it's so easy to manage a life when you live somewhere. Yeah. When you live on a tour bus. It's different. I, I totally get it, man. It's, I don't have a gym everywhere I go. I, I don't have it. my trainer. Like when I'm at home, my trainer meets me at my at my gym at eight in the morning. I'm up, I work out, I go over to the studio, I do a podcast. It's so fucking, it's it's amazing that like people comment about me from the outside, not, and I mean this casually, but not walking in my shoes yeah. and imagining how my life must be 
Like anytime that anyone's with me for any minute of any period of time, they're like, how the fuck do you do it? Red Band told me last night, you know what you need to do? Take some time off. And I was like, okay. I was like, sure, man. And he was like, no, you do. And I was like, I was like, I, I, I mean this, I mean this f- as a friend, but like, you have no idea what my life's like. Like yeah. no idea. I don't mean that like I'm overwhelmed. I'm just saying like, I got, I got a lot going on. And so like, That's I'm true. just trying to keep there my head about There is water. a degree though of truth that you should acknowledge in that statement though. Right? No, no, yeah. no. I can't take that from Red Band. No, no, no. I, I don't mean, mean, I love Red Band. I, I love mean, Red Band. I, like, let's take him out of the picture. The degree of truth that I'm talking about, that like one, we all have to have some acceptance over this at some point, is that ultimately, especially if there's tons that you're committed to tons, you do have to remind yourself. And I'm not saying you, Bert, specifically. Yeah. We all do this. That you are the one who sets the pace and the commitments. It's it's about the fact that like, and I think you do struggle with this. I have struggled with this as well. It's about like having some no's, like no to this, no to that. I think- Because you prioritize things that way. When you say yes to everything, you're actually saying no to some of the things you give a shit about. Because you're, you're eliminating the possibility to do some of the things you care about well because you're saying yes to too many things. If you say yes to everything, and we've all done this, mm-hmm. you're not. You're saying you're saying no to some things that you care about, and you're saying halfway yes to some of the things you care about because you're too spread out and you're too you're too exhausted to do everything well. No, I, I haven't run into that yet. I can. I mean, mm. I'm I'm achieving at a pretty high level. You're achieving at a high level, but that doesn't mean that it's not that it can't be a better level of, of some of the things that you're that you care about most yeah and that- I, I agree I, I agree with that but I but at the same time I'm and I mean this I hope that I hope people can hear what I'm saying and, and not just and not just hear what you're saying and go because you're right you're right you're definitely right I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, not saying it to be right. I mean, I'm 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 saying it just because I, I look. I need the reminder too. When I say this thing, it's not about I would giving love. You. I would love your pace of life. Well, no, but no, but like, hang on. Well, the, okay, so like, perfect example. I I I signed up for the fucking craziest tour. Yeah, but but I'm my tour's as crazy, and I fly to Austin once a month to do a podcast, and. Like I like I and you're right. I overpack my schedules. Yeah. Like we all have a crazy tour. You have your. I I wish I didn't have a fear of flying. I wish I, that was number one. Yeah. I wish I didn't have a fear of flying. I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous that you fly home sober and you like look at a paper and you have a coffee on the plane and then you get home and you play with the kids and then you yeah. like work out. Like I would love that, but instead I get all worked up when I have to fly. I wish I could get rid of that. I wish I could get rid of that. For me, I have to have the structure when I'm home. Like when I'm home and I don't get home often. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. But do you ever. But hang on. The last thing I'll say. And this is. I mean this respectfully. But like you have the. I hope people hear this right. You have the luxury of being wanted young. Like you have the luxury of people wanting you when you were younger in the business. Before you guys had kids. 
you were blowing up. You guys got money before me and Leanne got money. And we watched you guys like, like, just like, I remember going to your houses and being like, holy shit. Like, when the fuck did this happen? And then you go to the next house. I'm like, you're at the fuck. And you guys were very taking it in pace and, and all that. But I think I got it later. Mm-hmm. So, so when I got it later, I'd already had two kids. They were already in like middle school. And then all of a sudden I got all these opportunities that you got presented from like, say what, 35 Mm -hmm. to the rest of your life. I got presented at say 47, 48 till the rest of my life. So I looked at it like, okay, here's what I've always wanted. I never got to do a ball. I never got to do it. And you knew how bad I wanted to do that. That's my dream. Someone said it to me when we were at the US Open doing the first fully loaded show. Yeah. They're like, Can you believe you created this? What 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 was the inspiration behind creating this? And I said to them candidly, if I didn't create it, no one would ever ask me to do it. Like if I didn't do this, no one was gonna say, Hey, we want Bert. Like if I didn't force So you created the thing you wanted. I created the thing I wanted. If I and like when I started doing social media to promote my shows, it was because no one gave a fuck. And so I was like, I gotta make this happen for Bert. Yeah. I need to get behind Bert and make this happen. Whereas you have the luxury of you still, Tommy has have like fucking twenty years of a career to go that everyone's excited to see, including myself. I am on a fucking timeline. I feel like where I go, I feel like Tupac. Where I go, We're only like six, seven years apart in age. I know, but but you had a jump on me by another ten years, almost like by like another five years. So that you feel like you're working on a timeline. right I now. feel like I am. I feel like I feel like I got fully loaded. I got an I like specials like you're still like two specials ahead of me i'm like i'm like here we go like i gotta i gotta fucking write i gotta get on stage i gotta do stand-up like i feel like i feel like i the the starting gun went off and i didn't hear it or i wasn't paying attention so i'm like behind and so i pack myself like i watch i mean this once again i mean this with love but i watch what you're doing here and in in ymh and it's not just the shows the shows are fucking awesome but what you're doing as a business is so inspiring, but you got to remember, I'm just getting inspired. You were inspired by someone fucking five years ago that I did not see that happen for. And so then I, I just started my production company. You've had YMH for fucking, I remember when you told me I'm going to start taking this seriously. And I, I remember going like, what? Like the podcast? Like I didn't get it. So I'm always late to the party. And when I show up at the party, I feel like, I feel like this is a great analogy. I'm always late to the party. I feel like everyone's been drinking and I got to catch up. <laughs> and so I'm doing shots and I'm snorting Coke yeah. and I'm smoking weed. And then maybe sometimes it looks like I'm out of control. But like, I, like, I feel like, I feel like taking these days off. I, I wake up going, I yeah. wake up going, I'm not doing shit with my life. I feel like everything that you're saying makes tons of sense. And I totally understand everything that you mean very clearly. But I think even you just saying it, part of your brain has to also understand that you don't have to view it exactly that way. Like, it's almost like you can see why you're seeing it that way, but that you also get that, like, if you don't do everything in the next two months, you can spread some of that stuff out over six months and have a pace that is more enjoyable to your life and to your health and, like... I think I feel like some of that still has to register to you, you know, that, that, you know, that it doesn't have to be like this all the time, all the time, all the time. It does not have to be like this all the time. And, and, and to be honest with you, the reason I'm taking so much time off right now yeah. is because both girls are home yeah, for the summer good. and I'm spending time with them and I'm trying to, I'm trying to enjoy it. I, I do have this inner voice that I do have this inner voice that when I wake up, if I, if I don't have like a, 
semi busy day, like mm-hmm. a semi like at least like a podcast yeah. or I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life where I go, mm-hmm. I'm just wasting. What am I just going to sit here? Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm wasting my time. We're the same with a lot well, of things. I, we're, we're, the, we're very similar. Yeah. I think I'm starting to realize how similar we are the more we know each other. Cause yeah. I always thought, I always thought you were the, I don't give a fuck guy. Like, just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, and just like things will happen. And then I see you no. busting your ass to yeah. get deals done. And yeah. I go like, yeah, I definitely give, and I and I'm the same way. I mean, Christina's always like, "Can you?" Just, she what does she say to me? She goes, "I just get home from a tour," and and she's like, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I go, "Well, tomorrow, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go fly a helicopter. I'm gonna work out." And she's like, "Can you just be, like, I can't just be and can't. just enjoy the day?" Leanne and I'm said like, to me yeah. the other day, she goes, "Let's sit on the porch and read a book." I go, I "Read a book? Yeah, about me." <laughs> You want me to read my book about me? I'll do that. Am I in Tom's book? I'll read his book. I'm not going to fucking sit there and read a fucking Huck Finn novel. Yeah. I was like, I just don't get it. This is, by the way, this is like my, it's like, also, also, how can you say this, right? Like, this is any, I'm speaking for you viewers, and I apologize to speak for you. I don't try not to do that. Any one of these motherfuckers watching would be like, yo, if you told me I was burning the candle at both ends, but I got to hang out with Tom Segura like fucking four four times in two days every month and do a podcast that a lot of people liked, they go, yeah, I'll push it a little harder. That was my whole my whole mindset. When you moved to Austin, I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I love the podcast. I'll push it a little harder. I'll, I'll burn it a little harder. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll, I don't mind it. I, I love the fucking conversations we have. I love the fucking creative conversations we have in that office. Yeah. I love all of that shit. Inspires me. I love pu- doing push-ups against any. I love that Nadav's <laughs> running a marathon. I want to fucking run it with him. Like, Are you going to? I wish I could. I don't know. I'll check with oh, the end. I think you said you're... I'm, spo- I'm supposed to take time off. No, not just that, but aren't you, aren't you doing something like that day? No, I'm doing a cruise. My cruise... Uh, there's a wait list. Uh, uh, my cruise, October 27th, 29th. Uh, this year out of Miami. Um, I cannot believe you're doing it. It's so crazy. I'm doing a cruise. I'm doing Red Rocks. I got an arena tour. I'm like, I do that, but but I, you know how I feel. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I I love all of it. I love all of it. I love thinking of promos for the Tops Off tour. I love thinking of, I love the creativity. I love yeah, the creativity. Of course. And so, so Leanne said, <laughs> I've already texted her about it, Nadav. Uh, so Leanne has a vacation planned for us after the cruise. Oh, uh, okay. That's why. <laughs> and I was like, well, when's it end? She was like, well, technically we're just there up until your birthday, the November 3rd. Yeah. Uh, but I think we can stay until the 5th. And I went, if so, if we stay until the 5th. Can I go to New York the 6th? Can I go to New York on the 6th and run the, because I know that if I have a goal like Nadav does, I'll work hard towards that goal. I know you will. And then, and so she was like, well, hold on. I, what if we want to do something after that? And I was like, well, you want to go to New York? She's like, for what? And I go to the, LA, the New York Marathon. And she's like, hold on. Why Why do you all of a sudden want to run the New York Marathon? And she can just see it in my head because I go, yeah, that's a good promo. Yeah. It's a good promo. I'm fucking run the New York Marathon. It's fun. It's fun. It's good on Instagram. It's gives, I don't know. It's on November 5th. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let me check. And here's the other thing that I think will definitely make you do it. There's no fucking way you could do the New York City Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucking 50 year old fat ass come on dipshit there's no fucking way you could do that those days are past you 
<laughs> Good luck, Nadav. You'll be alone. This is a great episode. Yeah, it was fun. This is fun as fuck. All right. All right, I'm flying back to L.A. Love you. Thanks for coming. I love you way more. It was fun. I love you way more. Stop. stop. I love you that. way fucking you more. Stop. You always say this shit. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.